Now, here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Johnny. Hey, Kenny, who was that guy that just did that uh, did that commercial for Solutions Insurance? Man, that guy's got a radio voice. I wonder if anybody's ever told him that. You oh, just that was did. Me. <laughs> yeah. Brad, uh, looking hey. outside the KDAL uh, studio windows Snowing. here, heavy <laughs> snow is coming down. Uh, cars are having a tough time making it up First Avenue East here, unless Ooh. they're all-wheel or four-wheel, or unless you're just old school and you just punch it. Yeah, just <laughs> kind of go sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, growing up on 8th Avenue East uh, through my teenage years, man, oh, man. Oh, my God. We kind of looked forward to it. I mean, every car back then was rear-wheel drive. Uh, cars were oh, yeah. able to have some studded tires back then. But when we hear, heard those guys and gals out front of our house uh, spinning their tire, tires, me and my brothers would jump out of the house, the guys next door, and there'd be all of us kids out there pushing them up the avenue. Pushing them up. Oh, we yeah. loved it. Yeah. Everybody was always so helpful back yeah. then. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what, Northlanders, if you want to get the most out of your vehicle this year through the winter seasons, and there's a lot of winter yet to come, and even if you're just worried about high gas prices and you want to make sure you get the best miles per gallon out of your car, make sure your vehicle is running in tip-top shape. And a place that can make that happen for you is Henriksen's Auto Repair. They are a Napa Auto Care Center. with uh, They've got a fantastic, if they do some major work for you, uh, they can they will give you a 24-month, 24 thousand mile warranty on qualified services and repairs they're a trusted locally owned family business with highly experienced technicians extensive experience with subaru so if you own a subaru that's the place i would take it but you know what over and above subarus they've got a vast knowledge of general and more complex repairs for any maker model Henriksen's Auto at 1432 East 2nd Street in Duluth. Get it fixed right the first time simply by calling 218-606-1145 or go online to Henriksen's Auto Repair on Facebook. Your car will be so glad you did and they'll be happy for you as well. Well, listen, we got our friend uh, Tom from over in Port Wing. Uh, Tom, more and more, I think most everybody is starting to believe that uh, this virus, uh, you know, we I, a lot of people, I think, think it was, um, you know, that it was that it escaped out of the lab. But they know that it came out of this lab. Other people think it may have been re- released on purpose. Well, I, to me, it's pretty obvious that uh, this was not. Uh, some mistake that somebody made at a lab. I mean, it could be, but I I just find it harder to believe, especially in yeah. light of the last information. You know, uh, there's there are people in this world who are actually evil, and there are governments oh, yeah. that are run by evil people in this world. And you know, we we got to start kind of uh, waking up and and. Uh, smelling the coffee. Uh, so, real quick. Did though, you, have, let me uh, ask you. Uh, let me ask you one question about that, Tom. Let me ask you one question about that. Do you have any idea, just roughly, 
how many people the government of China under Mao Zedong killed during the revolution, during his revolution? I read somewhere it was like millions and millions of people. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, millions as in uh, 20 million. Yeah. 40 yeah. to 80. Is that what yeah. it is? 40 to 80 million people killed. Now, this under was through starvation, persecution, prison labor, mass ex- executions, and of course, estimates, but 40 to 80 mil. Yeah. yeah I would that's say the that's. Key uh, word there is it's estimates. You know, yeah. uh, imagine people estimating how many people your administration had murdered. Uh, oh. it's, it's mind-boggling, but there are evil people out there, and that's a, you know, Mao's a good example. I could think of a few others right offhand, but uh, I, I wanted to possibly get a question in for uh, Congressman Tiffany. Okay. And remember when we had the State of the Union address? And Joe Biden came out and, you know, he made a big, he baited the Republicans on this issue of, uh, you know, money for Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid, you know, knowing right. what the response would be. And they actually ended up kind of playing into the hands of this this person. Uh, well, with with that in mind, you know, he he was trying to get the Republicans off balance. And... But the funny thing is, I listened to, I don't know if you have uh, listened to the audio of Senator Joe Biden in regards to what we should do with uh, Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid. It's really quite interesting. He was calling for cuts when he was a a senator, uh, Joe Biden. Now that he's president, he actually used it as a weapon in reverse. And, yes. and nobody's really questioned him about that. I, I wish somebody would, uh, you know, kind of throw it back in their face because I feel he got away with it uh, when he was the one advocating for cuts in those programs just because of fiscal soundness, you know, and, and then it got tagged all around. Well, the idea was to get the Republicans off balance. Here's my question for you, if you choose to use it. You're the host of the okay. program. What, what are the, the Republicans, what are they planning to kind of knock Biden a little bit off balance on? What is it? And is it Afghanistan? That would be my idea. Or is it uh, this debt ceiling? Or do they have something else in mind? What is their strategy? Because in politics, listen, you, you don't take prisoners. You know, the idea is... We're we're being put in a horrible position as American people. The, this president is doing things on the border that are just absolutely horrific, and oh, yeah. we need to stop him. How do the Republicans intend on at least throwing him off balance or stopping him from doing these things? Because we may not have a country by 2024 if he keeps on going down this road. And, you know, well, I know boy, sound, you uh, said a lot in <laughs> you said a lot in that, uh, Tom. But yeah, I think if I may be so bold as to say it this way, I I will ask him 
the question that has been asked on this show a number of times. Are the Republicans going to be gutsy enough to use the border as the deciding factor on whether or not they will raise the debt ceiling? In other words, are they going to be able to be strong enough to go to Biden and say, look, we'll be we'll we'll look at raising the debt ceiling to keep things operating. But you're going to have to close the border down, both the north and south, to illegal immigration. How are you going to do it? Brad, if I could say one last thing. Yesterday I talked to you about the situation in Afghanistan. And you know what? I I thought of this after I talked to you. Here, Donald Trump was impeached for the first time for making a phone call to the newest president of Ukraine. Yeah. Joe Biden left 70-some billion dollars worth of goods, 12 Americans dead when he left Afghanistan, and nobody's even asking him a question. I mean, compare the two, a phone call as opposed to $77 billion worth of stuff and a, and a bunch of Americans dead. And he's not even, there's no, nobody even talking about impeachment. If, if that isn't the craziest thing rolling around in my head yesterday, I, I just was like, we need to do something. You know, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying necessarily we have to impeach him, but, you know, we might at some point. I certainly would like to see some kind of investigation on Afghanistan, and he could be knocked off balance with that. But what are the, what oh, I, I think are the right. Republicans going right. to do? He's got so much ammunition for the, for the Republicans to use if they will just take the initiative and use it properly against him because he's 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 created his own messes just like yesterday. Thank you, Tom. Kenny, how did you did you love it? Was it yesterday or the day before when he's going into this meeting up and knowing that he's supposed to be talking about Black History Month, you know? And so he goes in there and talks about uh, he starts talking about, uh, um, I don't know what he was talking about, but anyway, he ends up saying, you know, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. Yeah, I caught that quote. Really? Yeah. The president of the United States says, I'm, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. Well, yeah. Somehow indicating that all white boys are stupid. Yeah. Well, he also said this. No, 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 don't let, let him go. Let him. He's look, everybody's entitled to be an idiot. You know, it's it, it's embarrassing. It it truly I think is. it's awesome. This is great comedy. This is like every day. It's like Monty Python. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's like like the 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 one somebody put on Facebook the other day. They showed him going up on Air Force One, and they've installed one of those chair lifts on <laughs> where he can sit on it, and they raise him up onto the. Uh, Joe Biden is uh, is both white and stupid, you know. Oh, and I, he also said this, that. Brad. Okay. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. <laughs> He's not going nuts. No, He's... you're not. He's You're already not going there. Nuts. You've already been there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Remember the movie Office Space? You probably don't. It was a comedy. I it, don't uh, know. Okay. Um, anyways, there was a there was a character in there named Milton, and Milton wore the big thick glasses, and he was kind of a bumbling kind of a guy. And he once said, "I figured it out. Joe Biden 
is Milton in disguise. Yeah, I went to the bar. And, uh, I ordered a, I ordered a mai tai. They they gave me a pina colada with salt. I didn't want salt. I didn't want. I didn't want. To, I mean, he just mumbles and bumbles. Yeah, and he comes out of nowhere, just, and he's he's looking at people that aren't there, and he's talking to people that are behind him. And I think this is awesome. This is the best comedy we've ever had out of the White House. <laughs> does, does he? Do you suppose he remembers little blips and little fragments of things that are said? And and then can't put them together. Like the other day when he was talking about, I don't know how it came up, but you maybe remember the, he was talking about uh, who's zooming who. He came out of nowhere yeah, and just he, said, who's yeah. zooming who? A yeah. reference to Aretha I, Franklin. I well, mean, he was talking about doing a Zoom meeting. He couldn't even think of the term and somebody shouted out Zoom. He goes, yeah, so, uh, who's zooming who? Yeah, who's zooming who? <laughs> oh, this is great. I'll tell you what. Well, he just turned uh, he just turned 80 years old, so he's uh, chugging right along. And uh, every day, Monty Python and Milton with Joe Biden. Every day. You know, the, but, but you notice, if you, if you watch, of course, I don't watch it anymore because it's not funny anymore like it used to be back in the day. Uh, if you watch Saturday Night Live, uh, you'd think they would be taking on Joe Biden's presidency. Every, they'd be making mockeries of all this stuff, but they don't do that anymore, I understand, or do very little of it because they're more or less trying to support this administration. But, um, you know, yesterday, one of the things that came up at a meeting uh, at one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, meetings that they're having is that uh, the the administration, the Joe Biden administration, was confronted about the fact that they have approved more than twenty three billion dollars worth of licenses for companies to ship U.S. goods and technology to blacklisted Chinese companies in the first quarter of 2022. We are going to be done here within just a little over a half an hour. And of course, uh, it won't be too long that we have uh, Tom Tiffany from the great state of Wisconsin with us. KDAL. KDAL time is 1127. A heavy snow continues to fall. I've got 25 at the Army Corps of Engineers, and snow is piling up. We're get, trying to get to 100 inches, Brad. Oh, and we're going to make it without a doubt, Kenny, don't you think? Well, we need 6.7 throughout the day to get to 100 inches. And the record for this day, by the way, March 1st, welcome to March. 16.4 on March 1st back in 2007. That was part of an eight-day snow event that dumped 38 inches of snow on Duluth. And boy, do I remember that. Woo-hoo. Woo! Wow. Well, um, you know, I am, uh, I'm, I'm a little down this morning, Kenny. A little down. Oh, what's wrong, Brad? Well, I, occasionally I like to drink a Heineken beer. Not all. That's not my regular go-to beer, but I do like an occasional a Heineken. Heineken. A Heine, yeah. I can't drink it anymore. Uh-oh. Well, oh, be- no. because that goofball billionaire Bill Gates has acquired <laughs> a minority stake in Heineken. Oh, why does he spoil and, things? Yeah, I mean, really. And, you know, there must be a lot of money in beer because, get this, according to Bloomberg News, the financial wherewithal, 
Gates invested roughly $902 million earlier this month to obtain 3.8% of Heineken's holdings. Jeez, 3.2, huh? 902 million for 3%? Ooh, boy. Did you say 3.2? 3. 3.8. 3. Oh, 3.8, okay. You know, Heineken's you've heard holdings. of near beer in here in Minnesota. Do they still oh, make yeah, 3.2? Sure. Is that still a thing? Where they have uh, 3.2? I believe it is. I believe there's still some stores that you can only buy the Like grocery stores and stuff. And Yeah, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Minnesota's the only state that does that. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't could know. be wrong. I'm not but, sure. Okay. Uh, Brad, today is National Minnesota Day. Do you know the uh, the, the uh, state flower? Um, that would be the dandelion. <laughs> yes, the unofficial. <laughs> yes, that's the official weed. No, the uh, the state flower is a pink and white ladies' slipper. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Did you know that Minnesota has has a state soil? We should have Bob Olin on a state soil or dirt. I guess like, you could say like dirt, <laughs> like dirt. Minnesota's state soil is Lester. Is what? Don't ask me to try to give you all the ins. <laughs> I'm just reading here. The, the state soil is Lester. I'll try to get more on that. And Brad, the okay. official fruit. Do you know what the official fruit? Now this might not. I would have. It would have to be like a blueberry or some, well, you know, wild blueberries, wild raspberries. I don't know, something like. Good that. guess. It's actually the Honeycrisp apple, and if I'm not mistaken, oh, okay. uh, uh, the uh, University of Minnesota were the ones that uh, uh, came up with that uh, variation. Uh, the state muffin is blueberry muffin, blueberry muffin, blueberry. and the state yeah. mushroom is a morel. Okay. Yeah. Would you ever eat a mushroom that you picked out in the woods? I mean, not knowing. Only if, if it was a morel, because I, I can identify them. But anything can else, you, you oh, can identify no. those. Okay. No, I'm not now, a mushroom what makes guy. Them, what makes them unique? What 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 look determined? Well, them the aside? shape. They're they're kind of pitted and they're tall and thin. And we'll be back after CBS News. KDAL time is eleven forty. Eleven. There it is. Eleven forty. And, Brad, we've got heavy snow still falling here in the Twin Ports. As a matter of fact, I just spoke with the uh, folks at the National Weather Service. As of 1115, 3.7 inches of snow have fallen. We're three inches away from 100 inches of snow on the season, and it's still coming down. Woo! Now, what are they telling you? Is this going to stay coming down for a while yet today, or is it supposed to kind of wane off? Oh, no, the winter storm warning is in effect here in Duluth. Now, again, the winter storm warning affects southern St. Louis, pretty much Duluth, Cloquet, and then Carleton County's in on that. They have not posted a winter storm warning in Douglas County. That might change. Douglas County is under a winter weather advisory, but the winter storm warning here for Duluth is going to bring maybe a total of six inches, so we're getting close to that. And if we get 6.7 today, we're going to be at 100 inches, and uh, that's what I'm shooting for. 
Boy, I'd like to see it happen, you know, all now, right now, not wait any longer. So we'll, when we come back on the air tomorrow morning, we'll talk and see what happened. We're kind of waiting for a call from uh, Congressman uh, Tom Tiffany from the great state of Wisconsin. As we do that, as we wait for that, I got to tell you, if you haven't seen the letter to the editor today in the Duluth News Tribune about taxes in Duluth, you gotta you gotta grab it, grab it online, get a hold of it somewhere. It's a it's a letter that was written by Ron Kler, K L E H R of Duluth, and boy, very factual, very straightforward. Um, he says, "Look, I I can't go out and eat in Duluth anymore." He said, uh, "Dining uh, out in Duluth." Uh, I still we still avoid uh, Mayor Emily Larson's pothole fixing half a percent sales tax if we eat outside of Duluth, because she said if if we don't, then that pushes our our bill heat or our our tax on our on our Brad, bill at the restaurant up to eleven percent. I'm glad you. That's equal to another dessert or another bill. I'm glad you mentioned this. That half percent sales tax that she sold the voters, not me was a yeah. scam. Well, yeah, because he goes on to say, have you have you seen any of uh, potholes that you've been able to avoid in Duluth lately? There are more now than there ever have been. Well, she went out and said, we're going to fix the roads. We're going to fix the roads. Fix the roads. There's 300 miles of roads in Duluth. Have your roads been fixed yet? Nope. Is anybody, can, can you as a citizen of Duluth actually say that your roads have been fixed? Go out the West and, End. Go out to your old neighborhood behind oh, A&Dubs and drive God. those neighborhood roads yeah. out there. They're <laughs> horrible. Yeah. And she wants to be mayor for another term. A half a percent Look, sales tax is is a penny to fix the roads in Duluth. It's not enough. Yeah. It's an extra tax that is doing nothing but taxing us more. And he goes on to say, look, the streets are too narrow to pass because snow banks crowd the roadways in your in your neighborhood. Did the revenue go to the $12 million spent to improve ventilation and air, air handling in City Hall, where Larson's office is located? Or where did all that money go? Yeah. And he ends it by saying this, Kenny. I've been a Duluth resident for 21 years, but not for much longer. Who wrote this, where and when? And Ron, his name is Ron Kler, K-L-E-H-R, and he's a Duluth resident. And it's out of the News Tribune? Out of the Duluth News Tribune today. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, I, I think a lot of us are very frustrated, Brad, because there's a lot of spending in City Hall, and it's not going where it should go. No. And then we see these crazy things that they're doing in the state of Minnesota, you know, the, the, this year in this session, they're trying to Whoa. stop you from driving Zambonis. <laughs> I'm looking. I, mean, the, I, I hate to see? interrupt you. I'm looking out the KDAL window, and the roaster at Duluth Coffee Company is going. That's right on the roof across the avenue from us. Oh yeah. And along with the snow coming down, my goodness, it is really. Listen, if you're driving around in Duluth right now without four wheel drive. Go home, turn on the fireplace from Duluth Stove and Fireplace. There you go. Just stay home for a while. <laughs> yeah, just don't go out and drive around. Now, this it's, is all going to pass better. pass over us, Brad. We're, we're, tomorrow's forecast for uh, Superior is partly sunny and 28. So tomorrow the winds are going to be relatively calm. 
Uh, so let's get through this today and enjoy the uh, calmer weather tomorrow. Well, and let's have you start the show tomorrow. I want to hear you start the show by saying, we did it. We broke the record. A hundred inches. Now it can stop snowing. <sighs> yeah, right. Today is March 1st. Uh, March 1st ushers in the first day of the first spring month, March. Uh, we've already uh, completed, uh, what do we have, 60 days into this year. We've got 305 more to go. The spring equinox, the vernal equinox to some, the March equinox to others, is uh, Monday, March 20th at 424 wow. p.m. Are we do- are we doomed in Minnesota now with the crazy people we have running state government? Are, are, are we? Yes, to some degree, Brad, doomed. we are because they're in full control and they've got all the money. They've got our uh, 17 billion uh, excess. Uh, they've got uh, control of if they want to tax us more, and they will. Joe Biden said he's going to tax us more. The Democrats spend and spend and spend, and then when they get to the point where they need more, they tax you. Well, here's the latest from one of the goofballs down there, a Democrat representative, Sydney Jordan from Minneapolis. She has authorized a bill prohibiting the manufacturer, wholesale, or retail, or retailers from selling or offering the sale of bottled water in Minnesota. I saw that, Brad. They want to eliminate the plastic bottle use. I would assume that's what that is. I, well, yeah. This is yeah. out of control, Brad. It is. And and the, what what she wants to do in this bill is, is if if water is sold in any kind of a form in a molded container, yeah. uh, consumed of plastic resin, sealed anything, she's going to uh, charge the retailer fifty bucks. Oh come on, stop it! <laughs> this woman is out of control. <sighs> Listen, we are proud and privileged to have join us right now on the show, Congressman Tom Tiffany from the great state of Wisconsin. Congressman, you've been busy and roaming all over. I understand you were recently down at the Arizona border. Uh, Did you use a counter to count all those illegals coming across, or was it just too much to even count? Well, the counter would go almost as fast as the debt clock if we had something like that. Um, they're rolling across in such enormous numbers. But, uh, uh, yeah, a really interesting trip down to Yuma. Once again, we heard from another sheriff of a border county down there that um, uh, that the border is not secure. And no. in spite of what President Biden and others are saying, the border is not secure. And it's harming in so many ways. In fact, the thing we heard over down there was they're being overrun. Their food pantry's overrun. Their farmers are overrun. They actually have a very vibrant agricultural industry down there, and their hospital down there is overrun. Twenty-eight million dollars at that hospital of uncompensated care. Of uncompensated bills from illegals that are coming in, having babies, doing whatever else, and not paying the freight. Yeah, and some and some people being diverted to other hospitals. Americans who live in Yuma being diverted to other hospitals because um, all the rooms are taken. Wow. Say, one of your uh, one of your constituents this morning uh, wanted me to ask you a question, and he says, is there any chance that the Republican majority in the House uh, might use something like control of the border to put leverage on the Biden administration to uh, to agree to a debt ceiling increase? In other words, will might they 
approach the president and say, look, we're willing to talk about a debt ceiling increase, but you're going to have to control the border down south and the border up north. We, we got a lot of people coming across the northern border now as well. Um, I like how my constituents think, Brad, because <laughs> that is uh, what we should be looking at. To me, there's one of three things that we should be attempting to accomplish, and I think the border, uh, securing the border is one of those. Number two, we could get to energy independence. If we could get a trade-off for energy independence, okay, let's move forward then. Or the third one is yeah. get fiscal responsibility. Stop the waste, fraud, and abuse. Let's get back to balanced budgets. Stop this um, spending wreckage that is leading to the inflation yet today. Do, uh, one of those three things is what I think we should go after, and I really like the idea of securing the border in order to get a debt limit increase. Yeah. Well, you know, the Biden administration has tried to use things against the Republicans, for example, trying to indicate that all the new congressmen and running in the in, in the House want to do away with Social Security and Medicare. And, of course, that was never the intent at all. Yeah. The, uh, simply what they wanted to show is how much out of control the spending is in those areas. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, so we're going to head into this debt limit debate. And um, it's my expectation that I hope our leadership is working towards let's get control of our finances here in America and that means to stop some of the spending that's going on. I mean, for example, there's about 200, from what I understand, there's at least $200 billion of COVID relief money that's undedicated at this point. Why not pull that back, Brad? There's no reason to yeah. spend that at this point. Let's pull that back. I mean, that's one way in which, hell, we could buy a couple months right there alone. Boy, that makes that makes total sense because you're right. If it hasn't been used up till now, it's probably not necessity. Yeah, and it shouldn't be spent. Um, there's already been so much waste and waste, fraud, and abuse um, that has gone on with it that it, it's time to get back to fiscal responsibility, energy independence, and securing the border. And that's what we're really talking about. And I hope, Brad, over the next two months that we're going to be able to put together a uh, series of uh, pieces of legislation that are going to secure the border and that we pass them through the House. Let's get them through the House. Now, it's going to take a lot of work to get to 218 to make that happen. But we're working towards that. And I do have one of those, one of the eight bills that um, um, hopefully we can accomplish that with. And I really emphasize, Brad, this is about securing the border. People say, well, what are you going to do about illegal immigration? That's that's second. That's after yeah. securing the border. The first thing we do is secure the border. The next thing we do is decide what the immigration level should be at. Right. Yeah, because, you know, you, you can always look at things like increasing legal immigration at a certain level, but you've got to have control of the border before anything like that even is hinted at. Yeah, we've, well, played, this, um, yeah, we've played this game for uh, uh, too long where um, what should be the appropriate levels of immigration? First, you secure yes. the border. Well, I I agree with you. I think you're uh, I think you're heading in the right direction. I think the fact that you've been to Arizona <laughs> and to the border down there, unlike some of our other uh, leading Democrats that uh, are supposed to be in charge of that, uh, 
Are you hearing from the people down there that they're very uh, worried and frightened about what they see coming across? I mean, the fact that you can get enough fentanyl coming across there any day to kill a major U.S. city, it's got to be frightening. Yeah, every state's a border state, but we had a packed city hall down there for our hearing that we held in Yuma with the Judiciary Committee, and they told us about how it's overrunning their communities. And, you know, you look at it, and this is happening across America where, you know, schools are being filled up with kids that will speak numerous languages. Schools can't keep up with it, having translators for um, multiple languages. I mean, there's 100 people from 126 different countries that have went across the border in Yuma over the last two years, 126 different countries. Schools are overrun. Hospitals are overrun. We saw it down in Yuma. That's happening across America. And that's why I really do believe the number one issue is securing the border. We need to continue to push this. And by the way, if for no other reason, I mean, set aside the human trafficking that's going on, set aside the people on the terror watch list that are coming in, just the fentanyl, um, the fentanyl deaths that are happening, the fentanyl poisonings, um, if for no other reason there should be bipartisan agreement, God, I hope the Democrats get on board here at some point. I hope so, too. Well, Congressman uh, Tiffany, I have to cut you short today because we're up against a tight schedule with the Minnesota Twins pregame coming on. But please uh, c- contact us again anytime. We'd love to have you on. Uh, we're going to have to go to our friend uh, Chris Dahlberg. Uh, Chris, uh Lots of things happening. Very little tight schedule here today with the Twins coming up. But uh, what do you want to say to people about uh, wills and probate? Still a lot of people coming in and checking on that because they always put it off. It's one of those things that's easy to put off. But when you can't put it off anymore, that's when you got to make sure it's there. Well, right. And first, quick quick plug to you. What a great show. I mean, to have a congressman on. Uh, isn't that an ob- a great opportunity you let for the Northland? I think that's tremendous. So uh, yes, kudos to you. Got, thank yeah, you. Uh, just to let you know, there's uh, we got actually three, count them, three new estate planning clients come in today. So listeners, you could be one of the new estate planning clients at Dahlberg Law Office. Call the Dahlberg Law Office, 218-722-5809, 218-722-5809, and go Twins, right? Go Twins. There you go. Thank you, Chris Dahlberg. Licensed in both Minnesota and Wisconsin. And, Kenny, I think we've got a break that we've got to get in here before we go to Twins. So we'll see you all probably tomorrow, right? No, we'll be back after this short break. Okay. Winter storm warning in Duluth, uh, southern St. Louis County, Carleton County, points west. Winter storm warning, northwest Wisconsin, most of Wisconsin, winter weather advisory. Current temperature at the Army Corps of Engineers is 25 degrees. Brad, outside the KDAL studio window, heavy snow continues to fall and a very stiff northeast wind at about 20 miles an hour. Let's lead the cheer, Kenny. Four more inches. Four Four more more inches. inches. Four more inches. We're going for 100, and then it's going to stop. No more snow after 100. (laughs) I wish that was true. Well, listen, folks, we're uh, we're running out of time here very quickly. Uh, It's uh, been a packed day, but it is good to have a congressman. I wish we could have given uh, Congressman Tiffany more time, but he knows that he can contact us anytime he's available. And again, Friday... Uh, we're going to have a similar show. We're going to have the same kind of compact time frame, but we are going to have uh, Congressman Pete Stauber from the 8th District on. He's got some real interesting stuff to talk to us about. So I hope you'll stay tuned and listen to the twins coming on here. 
You know, I got to tell you, in this in the Minnesota legislature, we had Democrats as well as Republicans running this year on the fact that they were going to get rid of the tax on Social Security benefits. Democrats ran on that and they said, look, we know the, what the people feel. Well, they've had the first test vote already yesterday. And guess what? Democrats voted to leave the tax in place for Social Security. In other words, they lied or they they tried to bamboozle us to believe that they were going to listen to the people in Minnesota who didn't want to be taxed twice for their pension and benefits. But it doesn't matter. It seems like the Democrats are going to stay in line and go along. Um, Let's see if the Republicans are strong enough to stand in line and continue to push to get it done. Because as one Republican said yesterday, if we can't do it now with $17.5 billion surplus, when are we ever going to be able to cut that tax on Social Security? Anyway, have a great Twins game, and we'll be back at you tomorrow morning right here on 610 KDAL. Drone.